Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, back for another week. Uh, i got to say, it's something of a miracle I've made it in here tonight, Zach. There were certainly stages over that weekend of chocolate where I reckon it was unlikely I was making it back. What are you talking about? You've told me <laughs> yep. on more than one occasion, in fact, you were in the yeah. radio station today saying to our boss <laughs> yep. that you didn't eat many Easter eggs over the weekend. Uh, okay, there might have been some underplaying of just how much chocolate was consumed. It wasn't, look, I'll be honest, it wasn't a record-breaking Easter for me. Yeah. I've certainly had worse. But this was pretty bad. What are we talking? Well, you know, though, I mean, I don't know if you do know this, but when you wake up and you've just got alfoil Easter egg wrappers all around you mm. and you just feel stick, like sick to the bottom of your stomach and you know you've eaten at least oh, 22, 23 Sorry, eggs. Sorry, in this situation, yes. are you eating eggs in bed before you go to sleep? <laughs> Where do you eat your eggs? <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was some egg consumption in the bedroom. Um, but that's, I mean, I think that's totally normal, isn't it? Yeah, so you wake up, yep. leery-eyed, yep. alfoil all around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just... a werewolf waking up the next day. <laughs> <laughs> what happened last night? Uh, it was not a good weekend. I mean, it was a good weekend. It wasn't a good fallout from the weekend. And all I'll say is I reckon with the amount of Kinder chocolate um, that I ate over the past few days... I'm going to have to have at least a good month or two before I can go back to kinder, because that was that was a binge. Well, you're going to have to strap up, Dom, because the mm. Commonwealth Games start tomorrow, and if yes. you're surprised to hear that, <laughs> then that's the situation we found ourselves in also today. So we're going to need your help up next, because yep. we're not prepared. No. And we may need you to help out. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, we were... I'm going to be honest, a little bit surprised today to hear that the Commonwealth Games start tomorrow. Yeah, no, that was uh, that caught us out. I mean, I still thought it was about a month away. Yes. And then suddenly everyone's like, you you excited to watch the opening ceremony tomorrow night? I thought they were joking. Mm. Tomorrow. It sneaks up on you. It really does. I mean, I feel like we just finished Pyeongchang Winter Games. Yeah, here we are at the Gold Coast. Are they? They're not related. One's Olympics, one's Commonwealth. Well, they're big sporting events. They're <laughs> pretty much the same thing. The point is, we didn't see this coming. No, it's an embarrassing for us as well because, as a radio show, you're meant to be across these things. Yeah, you're meant to have an expert in place, somebody who can come on and talk about the big event going on. Maybe and someone who's been there before. Something like that. Something you know, interesting. Well, actually, it's funny. I did hear a show earlier today uh, on a rival network. They had a former athlete on talking about it, and I just thought, wouldn't that be great? But unfortunately, Zach. We've left our run a little bit late. Here we are a day out from the Commonwealth Games, and we have nobody to talk to. The good news is our boss doesn't listen to this show. No. So we could just find one now, (laughs) and they would be none the wiser. We can show up to work tomorrow and be like, we've had this lined up for ages. (laughs) Well, this is our thinking. We can do some, it's kind of like doing some brainstorming live on the show. We can fix this problem while we're here. It's kind of like a plane that's midair thinking, we can patch that issue up while we're, we're up here. So on 131060, yeah. no matter how tedious your link is, mm. we need some type of expert, yeah. someone with some Commonwealth Games knowledge yes. to be on our show. So what, I guess what is your Commonwealth Games connection is what we're asking. I'll start the ball rolling. This yep. is my connection. <laughs> yep. My wife's friend, mm. father is driving people around as a volunteer. Like athletes around? I'm not sure if it's athletes. Okay. But uh, <laughs> <I> officials. Mean... <laughs> okay, so the people who, like, start the races yeah. and stuff. And I think people who okay. greet you at the front right? and, you know, pass out water bottles or whatever. So we could get your wife on to talk about her friend's yeah. 
dad who's driving around the officials. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, you know what? That's a good starting point. If no one can beat that, then that's a good expert we can get on over the next few weeks to talk about the game. If you can get any closer, if yeah. you've seen a stadium, if you live on the Gold Coast, oh, maybe, if yeah. you knew someone who ran 100 metres once, yes. that would be better than what we currently have. <laughs> Look, honestly, any sort of Commonwealth Games connection at all that you can kind of pull in, even if you've got the same name as an athlete, or maybe you've seen one of the Commonwealth Games medals once, anything like that. So when I was a kid, Dom, yes. my friend lived near mm. a drive-in movie theatre. And yeah. we used to sit on his roof and watch the movies at a distance of <laughs> two kilometres away. Right. We're looking at that equivalent for the Commonwealth Games. Was it kind of like, did he just say he was Luke's father? I couldn't make no, that you, had, you couldn't hear it. <laughs> it was way too far away to hear that. So look, we've asked on 131060, what is your distant connection, any connection at all to the Commonwealth Games? Hopefully, Zach, through doing this, we can find a bit of an expert. Alina in Melbourne, what's your connection? Well, <laughs> It's not really connected to the Commonwealth Games, yeah. but it's still sports-related. Okay. Uh, I missed out from two streets from seeing the Baden walk past us for the Sydney, I think it was the Olympic Games. Yep. Okay, you're two streets away from the Olympic torch. Yeah, we were two streets away. We full set up. Our um, school teacher had us sitting there getting our hopes up <laughs> and then sitting there for three hours and found out it was two streets away. You got the wrong street. <laughs> that's, that's what's okay. happening. And I can imagine when you've got all the kids outside with their hats on. Yeah. But look, okay, so 18 years ago, Alina was two streets from the Olympic Really? Torch. They were just a bunch of kids sitting on the street. That's true. It really had nothing to do with the Olympics. Uh, I think that the torch was nowhere near it. <laughs> and the teacher later said, yeah. oh yeah, it was two streets away. Bummer. We just missed it. Uh, maybe it was just to get them some vitamin D. Yeah. I think they just went out for the afternoon. Well, that's not bad though. I no. mean, it's the wrong sporting event and you didn't see anything, but that's where we'll start. <laughs> Tilda on thirteen ten sixty. what's your Commonwealth Games connection, Tilda? Uh, back in... I think it was like 2006 when they had the Melbourne Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I went to those with my family, but I was six years old at the time. Mm. Okay, so we <laughs> so got... I don't have too much memory of it. All right, we got, we got someone here, Zach, who's attended the Commonwealth Games. What events did you attend, Tilda? Uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think there was like a 100-metre sprint. Okay, that's a big also, one. Yeah, but my, my brother accidentally almost startled it. What? When when they were calling like ready ready set go, yeah. he was like two and he just yelled go, <laughs> okay. and we were quite close to the front. <laughs> okay, well I don't know if we can let Natasha be our representative, Dom, because how can she be trusted that they're not gonna look? I, I agree. They're I mean, not gonna sabotage I'm, our radio show <laughs> like they almost did the Commonwealth Games in two thousand and six. I'm very glad to, to to know that the Commonwealth Games have updated their race starting procedures since then, so that a two year old yelling "go" can't derail the race. But look, we'll move. We've got Natasha in Melbourne. We'll see if we can meet that. What's your Commonwealth Games connection, Natasha? So, 2006, I went and watched um, the women's basketball game, and I ended up missing out on receiving, like, a shoe. So, anyways, we went to the toilet, and as we were coming out, we seen the Brazilian team, and they won third. And they came out with their bronze medallions, and I was like, oh, my God, can I get a photo? So, I ended up getting a photo and holding the the bronze medal medallion, oh, and it was pretty cool. Okay, really okay. Cool. We have someone here who has touched the Commonwealth Metal Dom. That's pretty, That's pretty good. I'm amazed that the bigger shows haven't snapped Natasha up by this stage, to be honest, as their expert. I don't know if we can beat that. 
I mean, actually being in possession or holding one of the medals. That's if, even if it was just for a second. Yeah. For that second, it's yours. Well, we'll see. Christine in Brisbane, can you beat that with your Commonwealth Games connection? Uh, hopefully. What is it? Uh, so I'm one of the volunteers with um, Com Games. Oh, we got oh, a wait, fresh. Okay, dumb. hold on. So we you got a fresh. Wait, yeah. this year's Commonwealth Games? Or are we still talking 2006? No, 2018. Oh, wow. it's recent. It's okay. recent. Okay, so Christine, what are you going to be doing in the games? What's your role? Uh, so my role in the games is the arrivals and departures. So we've been at Brisbane Airport meeting all the athletes and um, officials. Oh, well, if we're not going to get a scoop here, Dom, we're <laughs> never going to get a scoop. Christine, who's looking good? Who's looking in form? <laughs> Uh, some Jamaicans are looking pretty good. Yeah. Okay. You All heard right. it here first, Jamaica. Well, that's... We're first in the sprints. <laughs> that's, that's an expert yeah, the, tip. The Kenyans are looking fast. Okay. Well, that's good. They, they were quick to the baggage carousel. That's This is yeah. all sounding... This is great stuff, Christine. If you're going to be our unofficial Commonwealth Games expert, you're going to need to give us your word that you won't go to any other radio shows or TV shows. You'll be, you'll be exclusive with us, Christine. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. For we have our ear to the ground, Dom. Great. Okay. We have a volunteer on the inside. Yeah, well, can I just say, next time, we might not get so lucky. Let's not leave this to the last minute again. Somehow, though, even leaving it to the last minute, we've ended up with the best expert we could get. I don't think anyone's going to beat that. No, <laughs> I think we've nailed that. And if you hear a two-year-old <laughs> yelling out in the 100 metres, they've let Natasha in again. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. When Easter egg hunts go wrong... Our producer, Michael, uh, has come in today speaking mm. of his girlfriend being very upset at him yep. for an Easter egg hunt that he ran on the weekend. And to be honest, from what I've heard so far, mm. I feel like I'm on her side. And so, Zach, <laughs> you, you and I have decided we need to delve into this. We need to get to the bottom of exactly what's gone on because, as you said, it's meant to be a fun, exciting, enjoyable time. It's not meant to be stressful or disappointing. Now, Michael does join us now. Uh, do you want to give us a brief overview, Michael, of what's happened here? What I've heard, Michael, is that you hid Easter eggs way too hard. <laughs> is that a good, broad explanation? Well, we live in an apartment, so it's not as if there's a huge amount of options to hide things. So I thought I better hide them in non-obvious places. That was my thought process. Okay. And so how did your girlfriend react when she couldn't find eggs because they were hidden too difficult? Um, the direct quote was her from her was like, I'm very angry, but I don't want to stop because I want the Easter chocolate. (laughs) Okay. Now, okay. (laughs) She was too far into it. Well, here's the problem as well. Well, you mentioned earlier today that she'd bought the chocolate. (laughs) Okay, wait, what? (laughs) She's bought the chocolate and said to Michael, can you hide this so I can do a hunt? So what you've done now is basically. (laughs) You've stolen. You've stolen the thing she bought for herself. You're doing what pirates did. (laughs) They would steal and then bury their treasure on an island so no one could find them. Okay, so, well, let, let's, because I would normally think, I've done a lot of Easter egg hunts in my life. Okay, you're a good right? expert here. Yeah, normally, mum would hide them maybe on a bookshelf next to a book, or perhaps in a drawer. How about this, Dom? If yeah. you're the expert, how about we get Michael to tell you yes. where they were hidden, and mm. you can say yep. whether or not they were too hard. That's, okay, give us give us a few examples of where you were hiding these eggs. Yeah, so I've, I've got a couple here. Um, The first one I hid, we have our pasta in jars, which is like a very cool, trendy thing to do. Yeah. And inside yep. the pasta... Oh, my gosh. Oh, Michael. <laughs> what? So you've submerged the egg in the pasta. Yes, I sort of took some of the pasta out, put the egg in there, and put the pasta back on top of it. She's not going to go stifling through the pasta jar. No, well, she didn't. Didn't you hear the story? She didn't find any of them. Is this the one you're starting with? Well, That's the say... easy one. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, okay. 
Okay, what's number two? Um, so the second one, we have a kettle, obviously, to boil some water in, oh, and I God. hit it just so you couldn't see it in the kettle. So it's inside the kettle? Inside Is the there kettle, any yeah. water in the kettle? No, the kettle was, well, it was a bit damp, but it was mostly empty, and it wasn't a clear kettle, it's a stainless steel kettle. <laughs> right, okay. All right. But that, that one, was... you could pick it up and you could hear it rattling. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. I mean, honestly, the big mistake would be if she's like, I'm giving up on this hunt, I'm going to make a <laughs> cup of tea. It was <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, okay, so what else? What's another example? Well, the third one, I, I thought this one was like, oh, maybe this one will be a little bit hard. Yeah. Um, we have, like, laundry powder, <laughs> and I put the egg in a Ziploc bag to make sure none would get in, and I emptied out all the powder, and then put the egg at the bottom of the box and put all the powder back on top of it. <laughs> what do you think, Dom? You're the expert. Are these too thorough? <laughs> Michael, you've completely misunderstood what an Easter egg hunt's meant to be. This isn't meant to be that difficult. She's not, it's not, I think you've, you've taken this as a task of I'm going to try to trick her up and not let her find the chocolate. That's not the aim. That's not the aim so here. So you're saying I didn't win? <laughs> I think I just... all this, I feel like all this is going to backfire in a few months when the plumber comes <laughs> and they're taking apart the toilet and they're like, what's this Cadbury egg doing down here? This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. It's like April Fool's Day. Obviously fell on Easter Sunday this year. And unfortunately, I don't know if it was the amount of chocolate I was eating or just the general tiredness of a long weekend, but it's fair to say this year I was the fool. I did not have a great year. You got done. You got suckered. I, I, and I don't know how often you normally get done every April Fool's. Do you normally I don't get recall you? Mm. Uh, ever being fooled on April Fool's, well, but the, it may have happened. The hardest one generally is when news websites on Facebook put up fake stories, yep. and you have to remind yourself at the start of the day it's April 1st. Put everything through the airport. I think because it was on Easter this year, I wasn't really checking in with the news. That's probably why none of them got me. Well, I got done three different times. Oh my goodness, Tom. (laughs) Don't you learn after the first one? I would have thought so, but apparently not. Three times from when I woke up to midday. Okay. So the first one, a friend messages me in the morning and says, because the test, the test match in South Africa, the cricket was on over the weekend, texts me and says, wow, the Australians have been done again for ball tampering. Right. And I was like, no way. <laughs> They'd ball tamper the next match, like a week afterwards. That is unbelievable. And I went to my dad and I'm like, dad. Oh my goodness. The Aussies have been done again for this. And dad didn't believe it. So he Googled. He's like, I can't see anything. And I texted my friend, got my first April Fool's. They got you good. There we go. So that's about eight o'clock in the morning. Now that one is somewhat forgivable because yep. it's first thing in the morning. You're not thinking about what day it is. So I'll let mm. you go on that one. Right. Now, we're about two hours later at this stage. I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed, and I see that the TV website, TV Tonight, has posted an article saying Big Brother is coming back to TV in 2019 on Channel 10, and Lisa Wilkinson's hosting it. I saw that one. You saw that article? Mm -hmm. So I scrolled through the whole thing. Apparently, even Mike Goldman was going to come back to do Big Brother up late or something. And I was like, this is a really smart idea. I'm excited to see Big Brother back uh, in the dream world. The fact that Lisa Wilkinson was hosting didn't (laughs) throw it off? I did briefly think that is a change for her serious journalistic style (laughs) to be talking to Big Brother contestants, but I was really on board for that. So naturally, I was with a friend at the time and I said, they're bringing Big Brother back. My friend said, are they really? And I said, yeah, I can't believe it. Googled it. April Fool's. Got me again. Okay, so that's two times So that's getting a little more extreme. That one you might have been able to see the warning signs. The third April Fool's, the the one that got me the third time, might be the more embarrassing one. This was from Pedestrian on Facebook, the news website. Uh, Pedestrian posted an article that Channel 9 is launching Celebrity Married at First Sight and Shane Warne's going to be on it. (laughs) 
I read that. This is about two hours after the Big Brother one. Wait, but so you already <laughs> knew there was a fake TV show <laughs> announcement. But you're like, this one must be real. I was, and they've chosen they've hmm. chosen a Sunday to announce it <laughs> and Easter Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You raise a lot of good points. But I was so shocked. And again, I went to my dad. Dad, Shane Warne's going on Celebrity Married at First Sight. This is going to be unbelievable. Dad again goes to Google. No, no, he's not, Dom. No, he's not. So How I, would Celebrity yeah. Married at First Sight work, by the way? Are the celebrities... Yeah. Are like, uh, do they get paired with other celebrities? I would think so. I mean, I think it's an amazing idea for a show. And yeah. I think, I would hope Channel 9 are looking into it. And I think Warney would be a great star of the show. Mm. The point is, after that, I did put my phone away for the rest of the day. Yes. <laughs> because I realised I just can't be trusted with any news at the moment. Why I, do you instantly, <laughs> mm, you do no fact-checking? <laughs> you did journalism at uni. <laughs> if you became a journalist, you'd be posting this stuff every day because you're thinking it's real. Yeah, look, you know what? I, I think this is why the journalism degree didn't really work out for me. And yes. I think it should be a fair warning to all listeners of this radio show. If you hear something on this show that doesn't sound legitimate, probably fact check it. Yes. Because there's a fair chance that I believe something that's not oh, real. You've brought fake news to the radio <laughs> show before. And I've had to say, I don't think that's true. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Noun's Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight... Pauline Hanson revealed what she binged on over the weekend. Cadbury's chocolate, for instance. Mint. And another great one is Daryl Lee. Also, Bruno Mars keeps leaving his concerts early. The moment I'm not having fun is the moment I'm out and I'll be somewhere else. And Donald Trump spoke about how many whole pizzas he could eat in one day. I say four because I really believe it. You know, we're saying three, but I say four. And I say there's no reason we shouldn't be able to get at, at some point into the future, to five and above. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. If you've listened to the show before, you'd know that each week we ask, beg, nay, plead for five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast store, a.k.a. the Collective Noun Forum, a.k.a. the happiest place on the internet. Oh, stunning. What an opening. Stunning. That is uh, thanks on uh, behalf of Julia in Melbourne. And I have to say, Zach, that is some professional recording equipment at use there. Yeah. And that is a professionally trained voice. That was stunning. We're obsolete. It, yeah. was, it was a risk yep. of putting it open. That would get to a point mm. where our jobs were redundant. And look, if you would like to be like Julia and make us even more obsolete, uh, obviously uh, all you have to do is record yourself doing that collective noun forum opening. Uh, either in the Voice Memos app or on a video and send it to us on the Facebook page. But Zach. this is the Collective Noun Forum. It is. Dom, how do you get involved? Uh, all you have to do is search for Collective Noun on iTunes, leave a five-star rating. That's your admission price into the forum. Then you can write whatever you want. I mean, you do read it out on the show, Zach. And tonight we are lucky enough to have Coasty Girl dropping in. Uh, Coasty Girl just has two things to touch on uh, today, Zach. The first of those is your recent visit to uh, Ikea. And the second is your recent visit to Aldi. Okay, well, I went to Ikea numerous times. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have to be more specific. Well, you only spoke about it once on the show. No, I, think. I had to go back to replace what I bought. <laughs> That's true. I think generally your Ikea trips. Okay, yep. This so is, we're, hum, uh, we're lumping them into one. Lumping them into one. Yep, that's um, fair enough. And, and your Aldi, well, your near Aldi trip to get the herb planter, which you ended up getting at Bunnings. Did I tell you about when I was at Ikea the second time, how mm. I saw into their break room? No. Looks pretty good. <laughs> okay, what do you mean it looks good? What, what did you see in there? It looks like that they made a break room for display. 
<laughs> like in the snake run, <laughs> right. but you're actually, it's an actual working break room. Right. It looks really cool. I, yeah, Ikea stuff always seem really happy, and I haven't been able to tell if that's because they're sadistically enjoying people getting lost in the store. I think it's because of a good break room. Because, yeah, right. you know, conversely today, I went mm. to my second favorite store, Bunnings. Yep. I've been three times in the last two days. <laughs> right. Um, and I think they have to take their breaks in that little cafe. No. Well, I saw a lot of employees in there. The DIY cafe. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that doesn't sound That's your favorite cafe. <laughs> that's they for, do a mean cappuccino. Well, that, oh, that's where I take girls on dates. <laughs> we just Let's pop by the DIY cafe at Bunnings. And they say, is this the most romantic place you can go? And you go, hey, if I find a cheaper advertised price elsewhere, will that work on the coffee? I Does their price either. guarantee work on the coffee? Yeah, but is cheap coffee something you want? I mean, that That's is that a, an admirable thing? I'll be honest. Every time I go to Bunnings, I feel like, and I don't, is it called the DIY Cafe or have I made that name up? I if it's not, <laughs> that's what they should call it. But it does make it feel like you have to make your own coffee. Well, every time I go to Bunnings, I feel like the cafe is shut. I don't know what their opening hours are, but you have there's a short window that you got to get in. Well, it was open today, and I'm pretty sure the employees were taking their break in it. Did you ever? Do or maybe that? people are. Keep breaking into the break room. <laughs> what do you mean? Maybe we've mistakenly thought it's for the public, but it's actually for the employees. Oh, yeah, right. And they've just got an open display. Yeah. Actually, did you ever do one of those Bunnings holiday, school holiday workshops? I didn't, no. You didn't? I did one. Which I think what about was it? Eight or nine years old. It was how to build a chair. How did it go? <laughs> um, I ended up impaling myself with a nail. <laughs> Really? Yeah, like well, just through the well, finger. not too bad, but yeah, it was a bit of a, a deep wound, and what? I had to call mum to pick me up early. <laughs> How many times in your life <laughs> did you have to call your mum to pick you up early? Honestly, it became well, probably when I was like eleven or twelve. It was the norm. Yeah. It was rare I'd see an event out, yeah. and mum was aware of that. She was like, "Should I just pop down the road for a coffee?" Or how's this going? Dom, I've driven twenty minutes to this. So if you're not going <laughs> to last very long, can you tell me now? Uh, but look, Coasty Girl firstly touches on your Aldi trip, Zach, um, which you didn't end up taking, did you? Uh, I've never, no, I've been to Aldi twice. Right, but you didn't go for the herb plant special, which is No, because I ended up going to Bunnings. Well, this is what Coasty Girl says, because we were talking about whether or not young people line up for those Aldi specials. Oh, yeah. Because I was obviously saying that, uh, that you would be up against some pensioners for the herb planter. Coasty Girl just says that she's 23 and loves to line up for that, uh, those specials. She was recently at Aldi just getting something small, but while she was there... There was a lineup going on for one of their specials, which was like a big recliner lounge chair sort of thing. And Coasty Girl says, Zach, that uh, she was just there for something smaller, but saw people rushing in to try, clamoring to get their hands on one of these only 15 available. Mm. And some lucky people happened to get it and get out before the rush. But then Coasty Girl was in the car park trying to leave and noticed the perplexed looks on a bunch of people's faces because they'd all rocked up similar to you and your wife in a sedan or in a hatchback, and there was about 10 of them, and none of them could fit the chair in the car. So you, you've got this car park right now with about 10 different people, all with under these big reclining chair boxes, but it can't get in the car. Just invented an idea. Yep. Uber ute. Oh, that's a... That is... That is... Done. You know what? Of everything, of everything you've done in your life, this is it. This is the main Because opus. what you do is you get on Uber ute, yes. and you find utes in your area. Because there could have been a lot of utes in the surrounding suburbs unused. And and imagine you get a ping, hey, someone will pay you 10 bucks, 15 bucks to bring your ute around and take the chair back to their place. You'd do it in a heartbeat. Well, if it was within the suburb, I think that's a fair price. Yep. Um, If you go in a few suburbs, I think you can jack that up. Well, Well, because Ikea, this is what I saw at Ikea. It cost about between 80 
to $150 to deliver something to home. Yeah, so right. that's what you're thinking about. That's the ballpark well, you're true. working with. You can undercut that. Yeah. You can get a good undercut in there. Yeah. That's, and you know what? How many people will go out and buy utes then? Because this is the shame of the ute, right? Because if you have a ute, you can't sign up for normal Uber because you need three seats, right? And most uh. utes... It might just be the front seat section. Now we're getting somewhere. So now Ute people can jump in on Uber for a whole different purpose. That could be the Australian version. Australian Uber. Ute Uber. This is... Well, I, I mean, I'm I'm wondering whether we just leave the forum now, wrap up the radio show, because we've got our business model. Like, forget this. We've got our I don't think you can, we can just use the Uber name, though. Um. Well, that's true. We can workshop that. That's so we can just give well. it to Uber. You reckon just donate this one to them? Yeah. Okay, well, that's generous of you to begin with. Anyway, look, Coasty Girl goes on to say, Zach, uh, that it feels like they've uh, they've left a pretty long message here about this story at Aldi, and they're pretty exhausted, so they're just going to go off to relax on the Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel is a Ferris wheel, but it's a Ferris wheel of hammocks. <laughs> yes. So well, you're in a hammock as you go around the Ferris wheel. That's what makes it doubly as relaxing. Yeah, I mean, and also doubly as much of a workplace health and safety yeah. nightmare. It's terrifying but, up yeah. the top. <laughs> Especially when it's a breezy day. <laughs> you really get rocking, and we should have doubled the material. We should have. Because and it's thin, and you can occasionally hear some material tearing in a strong oh, wind. And I've said to you, we really should have worked on some sort of a harness system to strap people into that. But the, I said, no, that won't be relaxing. That will interfere with yeah. the enjoyment. And I regret that. That was my bad. <laughs> I should have seen further ahead. <laughs> because as I keep saying, when you're about 30, 40 metres in the air and you're hanging on a ha- on a thin piece of fabric, you kind of would like something to be strapping you in there. But D- Have I ever told you about the time we made a hammock high in a tree? No. Terrifying. How high? Um, well, it was about the height of a basketball hoop because that was the other end it was yeah. connected to. <laughs> That's too high. That's okay. But you had to, you had to enter it from above. <laughs> so See, you kind of had to drop into it. I, also, it was a hammock we found on the side of the road. <laughs> so there was, there wasn't much evidence to suggest that it was a high quality. Well, I, look, I'm just going to say as a hammock lover myself, Zach, everything the hammock's meant to be about is relaxation and bliss. Yeah. I don't think it's meant to be turned into an adrenaline ride. Yeah. I'm not sure you're meant to be fearing. No, it was your relaxing once you're in it. Just getting into it was a bit sketchy. But was it relaxing in there though, or were you constantly like if you look down? I don't know. I feel well, like how often do you lie in a hammock face <laughs> down? I, I think you're doing it wrong. I'm just saying you don't want any risk. So normally on a hammock, if it drops, you're talking like maybe yes, a 30 true. centimeter drop to the ground. Yeah. I think normally when you're getting into the meters of drop, that's yeah. too much. Yeah. Well, we made it. No one got injured. Yeah. Well, there's an idea we should do. World's highest hammock. Mm. I'm thinking between two hot air balloons. <laughs> well, would you get in that? <laughs> well, if it was harnessed, I might. Yeah. You, so no, you wouldn't. <laughs> there's no way in the world you would do that. <laughs> but imagine, though. Imagine if you're, like, uh, way up in the sky yeah. and you're kind of lying on a hammock between two hot air balloons looking out into the horizon. That would be amazing. I think the hot air balloons would find it difficult to keep an uh, even distance <laughs> apart if they were connected yeah. by, like, a metal rod, maybe. Oh, we, You know what? I like your thinking. You could hang the hammock from the metal rod. Yeah. Okay. That's about, not a bad idea. I mean, you could do it with helicopters, but I don't know about the hammock near the blades. <laughs> that strikes me. Yeah, the that's dangerous. the only problem with that idea. <laughs> Look, it's, ring, it's... ring. <laughs> Hello, helicopter hire. <laughs> Guys, I got a great idea. We're going to hang a hammock between two helicopters. Now, it is an issue being near the blade. I acknowledge that at the start. But besides that, I see no problems with it. Well, so when can I book it in? Can I just say, you may laugh at me now, but one day someone's going to do a world's highest hammock. I think they probably have. You think that's been done? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give up that And idea. you know what I reckon it was? What? Uh, something to do with slack lining. 
Yeah, that would make a lot you of know, sense. You know, like actually. in the gorges. Yeah. I reckon someone made a hammock. We can go there. higher than that, though. Oh, well, how about this? Yeah. You know, when they climb massive rock walls mm. and they sleep there overnight. Yes. It takes, so that's probably the world's highest hammock. Well, yeah, but if we put one in the sky, we can beat that. I'm thinking pretty now, high up. what if you just connect two hot air balloons, forget the baskets, to each end of the hammock? Ah. Do you know what I mean? Well, then, but the basket is needed for control. <laughs> or are you talking about helium? Just helium balloons. <laughs> like up. Okay. Now Thank we're you. getting somewhere. <laughs> so I'm thinking like 100 helium balloons on each side of the hammock. Yeah, 200 you, helium balloons. You, 200 That's not going to be enough. Okay, 1,000 on each side of the hammock. Okay. You jump in the hammock and you, you remove the weights <laughs> and up you go. I just think that's the, uh, that, and, and the idea would be you'd slowly, because I think this is how they do it in Up, isn't it? I haven't seen them in a yeah. while. <laughs> that's not a documentary on <laughs> aviation. But don't they slowly pop like one at a time for a slow descent? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, right? So you get up really high, you break the world record, you live stream it, and then slowly you've got like a little BB gun or something, and you pop one balloon at a time, so you slowly, gently drift back down to earth in the hammock. That's a great idea. <laughs> See, I think flawless. I think absolutely flawless. And w- what would you like set at your funeral? <laughs> Is there any bits that you want me to include? Or? He died doing what he loved. Just something like that. Lying down. <laughs> Uh, look, that is all we have time for on the forum. But actually, Zach Julia, who opened it for us, has even gone the extra mile and recorded the end of the Collective Down forum today. So I'll pass over to her. It is so affordable, as always, to get onto the Collective Noun forum. All you have to do is search for Collective Noun on iTunes, leave a five-star rating as your ticket price in, write whatever you want in the review, and we'll read it out next time on the show. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Dom's Google history. You can learn so much about someone by what they search on the internet. That's why each week we go through Dom's Google searches. Mm. He doesn't know what we've found. He doesn't know what we're going to read out. But he has to explain the weird and wonderful things that he Googled. Oh, boy. What have you got for me this week? I had a lot. Can I just say, before you start, I had a lot of chocolate over the weekend. And I might not have been in my entirely most sane mind, so I'm a bit worried. Well, our first one is close to this time last night. Monday at 11.06pm. Can I use Glen 20 as deodorant? (laughs) Life hack. (laughs) Well, this one's actually not related to me. This was... uh, Well, you say, can I use? Well, can one use, I suppose, is what I was trying to ask, because my younger brother had a friend over, and they were going off for a gym sesh. Yeah. And his friend was just putting Glen 20 on. His friend, Joel, was just putting Glen 20 on like a deodorant. Yeah. And he said, why wouldn't you be able to? It's a, it kills odours. And I was like, Is, have I been missing this all along? <laughs> yeah. Is there, are there people out there who are putting Glen 20 on in the morning? Um, he, I'll be honest, he smelled like a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like you know how someone might be like, when you have aftershave on, they're yeah. like, what's that? Is that Kelvin Klein? <laughs> no, it's the original scent, Glen 20. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm sure it did the job probably better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. But he, he did smell like you walked into someone's bathroom. That's what it smelled like. And anyway, online, I did a bit of Googling. A bunch of people seem to do it. So turns out Glen 20 is deodorant is a bit of a life hack. Uh, this one comes from last night as well. Monday, 12.59 a.m. Easter eggs near me on Gumtree. <laughs> Easter's over. 
Yeah. He sees an opportunity to clean well, up some cheap eggs. I know that you can, you like, if you're going to Target, Big W, Kmart, these places today or yesterday, that they would have had eggs on special, right? Yeah. They're in clearance mode right now. But I was thinking maybe on Gumtree, there'd be someone who got given a big basket by someone or maybe won it in a raffle. Mm. And they're like, I don't want this. And I might be able to find an amazing He's dreaming. Bargain. Guys, if you need to get cheap eggs, you got to think outside the box. <laughs> you do. And here's a man who's changing the game. I, I, can I just say, this wasn't my first port of call. No. Like, obviously, I'd been to stores. Yeah. Obviously, I'd looked around. You have to go I down just, every avenue. you got to look everywhere. That's that's what winners do. you got do. a couple of days to yeah. get moving. Well, I remember uh, hearing Richard Branson, the Virgin CEO, talk once in, in some in, uh, something on TV about how those who stay ahead of the game are the ones that revolutionise the world. And that's what I was doing. Did you find any? Uh, yes. Unfortunately, they're all like ceramic painted eggs. No. I, like, seriously, you I don't saw want me, that. I saw 150 Easter eggs for like $12 was the first thing that came up without the picture. Yeah. My heart <laughs> was beating so quickly. I've done it. <laughs> I just honestly thought I would be paraded through the streets for my genius, but unfortunately they were ceramics. This one comes from today. Tuesday, 2.15. <laughs> would Mark Zuckerberg know who I am? <laughs> Why would Mark Zuckerberg know who you were? The, the boss of Facebook. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. You're not. You're not the only person on Facebook. There's actually a lot of people on there. He doesn't. He doesn't approve each profile and take a mental note of what they look like. No, but you know, there's been that whole data thing recently. Where oh, it's like, he's not going through it himself. But they're like Facebook's storing a lot of your data. I'm like, they'd probably like if I was Zuckerberg and I had access to everyone's account. Right, yep. which I'm guessing he does from his lair or something. <laughs> I, I, you, you so be, what, you think you're going past Zuckerberg in the street and he goes, <laughs> <Yeah>. Dom, <laughs> how's that latte this morning? <laughs> I'm just saying. I thought there'd be a few people. Curiosity would have gotten the better of him a few times. He would have been like, I'm just going to look well, at a random he account. he wants to look up you. Well, I, I just thought a random account, see what's going on on this but website. But he can I do that anyway. That's what Facebook <laughs> is. <laughs> Well, well, it's funny because this was one of the, the few times I Googled something and found no results related to it. So I think at this stage... What is the question? Is Mark Zuckerberg yeah. going through individual profiles because he's curious? <laughs> I, I just thought, what are the odds he What's might What's so have... interesting on someone's profile <laughs> anyway? I don't know, Zach. I just thought if you had that power, maybe it would go to your head and you'd be scrolling through people's accounts and their messages. Uh, I'm not entirely unconvinced he doesn't do that. I can't find any evidence, but all I'm saying is if I do walk past him and he knows about my New Zealand holiday last year, <laughs> I'm going to be getting suspicious. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Get ready. I know it is just about midnight on a Tuesday night here, but I am just about to revolutionise the entire radio industry. Things will not be the same after this, Zach. Well, we need this, Dom. We're on, as you just mentioned, at midnight. If yep. we want to make an impact, mm. we have to make a splash. And I, similar to Doc Brown in Back to the Future, I was in the shower earlier this morning. Morning. Yep. And You're like, using that reference again, I uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good earlier. I thought I'd stick with it. Uh, like the idea for the flux capacitor hit him in the shower. The idea for this ready revolution hit me. Yep. Now just get ready for this because I'm telling you things won't be the same in a minute's time. So you know how radio generally works. Shows will come in like us. You look at the news. You look at what you think people are talking about, and you'll have a bit of a chat about it, right? And you'll, you'll hope that people driving around or at work or at home might think, I'd like to listen to them. I might be interested in what they have to say. That's, yeah. That's the basics of Dumb radio. Dom summary of radio. It's very broad, isn't it? We kind of put it out there and hope. It is broadcasting. Where is this going? <laughs> 
<laughs> Stick with me, please. Please, because I'm not entirely sure. Here's my idea. What if instead of taking that scattergun approach to trying to, you know, putting it all out there, trying to maybe get some people in, broadly targeting people, our radio show targeted one specific person. Oh, right. I can answer that question. <laughs> uh, most radio stations want more than one listener. <laughs> No, but I know on. that would be I'm a plus not. for our show, <laughs> <laughs> but Why for not? other other yes. radio stations, other radio shows, yes. they might they might have loftier goals. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, we we might be able to get a you know maybe a few thousand possible listeners. Yeah. But I reckon if we targeted one person particularly, so let's say Sophie called up or something, yeah. and Sophie liked Game of Thrones, Sophie was a big Coldplay fan, and Sophie was going through an issue where her boyfriend wanted to move in with her, right? And we happened to do, uh, talk about all those things on the show. We specifically targeted Sophie, we played the music Sophie wanted to hear, we could lock down guaranteed one listener. Yeah. So yeah. if this is a <laughs> attempt... Mm. That your mum's given you a suggestion that you haven't known how to bring it up. Yeah. Your mum has a song suggestion or a segment suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to get us to do a show for your mum, Judy Faye. Yes. We're not going to do it. <laughs> Why do you think this is to do with my mum? Because I'm just guessing where has this come from? This has been a conversation that Dom's had at the breakfast table with his mum. Yeah. His mum wants a change of music. He okay. thinks, how can we make this? We'll make a show targeted just to you. Well, if I am entirely honest... <laughs> Mum did ask me why we don't play more Michael Bublé on the show, and I said, Is that, was that the genesis of yeah, the idea? That was That's yeah. unbelievable. And I said I agree, but That's I don't unbelievable. I, I said I don't know if a lot of people want to hear Michael Bublé, and Mum said, but I guarantee you I would. And the idea hit me: we'd get a guaranteed listener. So I don't. I can't believe I yeah, picked okay. that. Well That's done. incredible. It is incredible. Congratulations. Well, actually, but... it's not that incredible because most of your stories start with your mum. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a pretty high percentage. <laughs> but what do you think? Radio for one specific no, we're not person? Doing it. Why not? Well, because you already do a radio show for your mum. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what we're doing already. Uh, that is what we've got time for tonight. And, and big hello to mum. I'm sure she is listening. Uh, if you want to hear the full show back, you can get the podcast. Search for Collecting Out on iTunes. You'll find it there. And we'll see you tomorrow at 10. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.